What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, this is Pia Baranchini, and welcome to Everything is the Best, the podcast where I get vulnerable and make others do it with me. The goal here is to deep dive into interesting people's journeys, finding common denominators, and hopefully making you feel not so alone. So let's laugh, let's cry, and let's get inspired to live our best lives. Thank you for joining me. <laughs> just ordered a bunch of sheets and pillows. Like, I want to get to just fully know you. Like, where are you from? What did you want to do? And like, what was the genesis? Like, what was the moment you were like, I am going to make sheets because it's such you completely have disrupted buzzword but you have totally like disrupted this industry i was in new york for 10 years and i never really knew what i wanted to do i like was always all over the place i like i the very unconventional career path i went to nyu and i was in the school of individualized studies so i got to make up my own major so mm-hmm. i kind of just like dabbled in everything i had internships at gucci at nickelodeon at sony like i just was like who knows i'm gonna try everything so after college i worked in pr and then i worked in advertising and then i went back to grad school because i just again did not know what to do but that's in grad school i had this like extra time And I started getting really interested in home and decor and like interior design. And I started an interior design blog just for fun. I started helping friends decorate their homes um, or apartments because we were in New York. And so like started shopping a lot. Like I would like spend my weekends going to like ABC and all of these stores to help my friends pick out their whatever they needed. And I just was good at it. Like it was something that was super fun and exciting for me. And I like was developing my own aesthetic. And so after working at an ad agency for a few years, I just realized that I wanted to do something more entrepreneurial. I had a lot of friends joining startups or starting their own companies. And I was kind of sick of just the grind of big agency life and the Mm -hmm. politics and not feeling connected to my work. And was at a point in my life where I was like, it's kind of now or never. Like I need to either make a career change and figure out what I want to do, or at least like get my hands dirty and see what that feels like or not. So I thought I would like leave my job and then join, you know, a company and like be early at a startup or do something kind of like that. But this was 2012 now. So I am, and like kind of around the time that all these direct to consumer businesses were getting up and running. Mm -hmm. And I, um, I like had this aha moment where I was like, wait a second, 
like this is a purchase and like a behavior with shopping that like I can really get behind like the quality story, the like, you know, cutting out the middleman, all of these things that were becoming talked about constantly. And then, you know, my love for home, I was like, how can I make this happen? And there was nothing happening in that space. So I, I mean, I just kind of, that was the beginning. And so then I realized that, you know, there was, you know, when you like ask someone where they buy sheets, no one could tell me a brand. They would say, you know, I, Oh, I went to this store, that store. Like there was just this. It's true. There was no, it was like random. You don't, you didn't know the name brand no. of the sheets you got you no, got people would weird say, shit from I mean, home goods again this is like 2012 and before there were other players in the space but you know people went to like a bed bath and beyond or they went to bloomingdale like they just went there were like a few mm-hmm. stores where everyone kind of went and everything looked the same it was all wrapped in the same plastic packaging and mm-hmm. stacked floor to ceiling and like nothing was differentiated or special there were no brands that were like talking to consumers like us who care about the products that we're buying and I mean, there was just so much opportunity and I saw that very quickly and like quit my job, decided to go straight to Europe because I knew I wanted to manufacture in the best factories in the world. And once the ball started rolling, I was just like, I couldn't be stopped. Wait, tell me about that process of like, because I also think it's so, that's where the idea stops, right? It's like, well, how am I going to find a factory? And like, what am I going to do? Go to Europe? Like, and you are doing all those things. So I would love to know more about that process. Yeah. So I, um, again, like just to put a timestamp, this is like beginning of 2013, I decided to quit my job, which was totally premature, but that's like a whole other story. I just was like, so consumed with this idea and was like, I have to be full time. Meanwhile, I didn't really have anything to do, but (laughs) find factories. So I, I mean, I really it was a lot of Google searches and then kind of just like talking to anyone that I could. I mean, I don't have a background in retail. I don't have a background in textiles. I don't, this is not like my expertise. So I started like really going hard on like my network and, you know, people that could introduce me to someone or had any sort of like, I mean, I was just looking for help all over the place, but I mean, I did a lot of Google searches and ended up finding a few factories. And then I was introduced to a friend of a friend who lived in Europe, who had his family was involved in text. You know, it was just like Mm -hmm. kind of like meandered through these random connections and introductions. And then was just like, you know, I'm getting on a plane. Like there's no other choice. Like I need to see these factories. And then, I mean, to be honest, like walking into these factories and seeing these enormous machines with these like fabrics billowing and like the text, like all of it was just mind blowing and so inspiring. And I like came back just so a hundred percent certain that I had to do this. Oh, I love that. I mean, it was really a special trip. Are you still working with those same factories? We work with, so we, we, yes, we work with some of the same factories that I met on that initial trip. Um, I mean, I spent that trip, I went to Portugal and Italy we started manufacturing in Italy. Now we manufacture most of our products in Portugal and Turkey. Mm-hmm. Um, but our main factory in Portugal was one of the factories I met on that trip. And, you know, they love to remind me that I showed up with this like suitcase <laughs> of samples and they were like, who's this crazy American girl who thinks she's going to start a bedding company? Um, and, like, and now you're like paying all of their bills. <laughs> basically. Um, and now we, uh, you know, we're, we're best friends. <laughs> partners. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, it was definitely, 
it was definitely eye-opening. And I do think that like, to your point, like understanding how things are made is such an important part of the process. Like Mm -hmm. it helps you conceptually really understand like what you need to know. I mean, like it helps you understand how you're going to think about packaging, how you're going to think about telling the story, just like all of it happens. I mean, it starts there. Where did you come up with the name? Um, parachute is, um, inspired by the movement of the fabric when you make your bed mm-hmm. and it like billows down kind of like a parachute. It's um, such a, and the logo is so beautiful too. Thank you. Yeah. It's, um, naming is the hardest process. I mean, <laughs> Absolutely. I had a few and I will not ever share what they were because <laughs> they're so embarrassing. But by the time we landed on parachute, it was clear that that was the best choice. Well, it's hard to like p- pick the name that you like and then see if it passes legal as a whole other. Oh yeah. Well, yeah, that's a whole other process. But then like, you know, I mean, I like, I always said I wanted to like have a brand name that I would like feel comfortable, like, you know, tattooing on my body or like that Mm -hmm. I would be really proud to say and that I could imagine like any type of person being like I shop a parachute you know like I didn't want to name the brand something that felt too niche or too you know just like like I wanted something and and, you know brands grow into their name kind of like people grow into their name so absolutely I agree with that too um but it was definitely one of those it was very hard it was very hard to figure it out you know I love self-care and a routine is always something that I stress to be very important. Whatever you're using to get ready for the day should make you feel amazing. That's why I want you to meet Billy. They've recreated everyday essentials by delivering premium razors and high-performing body care directly to you. No pink tox, no visit to the drugstore, and no breaking the bank. Go to mybilly, B-I- L-L-I-E dot com to get their starter kit for just $9. You guys, this is my favorite product. It includes the award-winning razor, two refill blades, and a magnetic holder that keeps your razor safe and dry in between uses. It literally just sticks to the wall of your shower and holds your razor perfectly. And Billy is out to change more than the way that you shave. They just released three completely clean must-have products to add to your routine. The lip balm, the dry shampoo, and face wipes. I keep the face wipes in my car and the dry shampoo is a dry powder that I use literally every day. I promise you, you will not regret this purchase. Go to mybilly.com, B-I-L-L-I-E, to meet the razor that made everyone start talking about razors. I personally bought mine over a year ago when I saw it on Instagram, and I have not used any other razors since. They're in Allure Best of Beauty winner and Nylon's beauty list for a reason. Trust me here. And to express a little love for our show, go to mybilly.com slash B-E-S-T. It's a small way you can support us while getting the best razor you will ever own. It's just $9 to get your starter kit, plus free shipping, always. Go to mybilly, that's B-I-L-L-I-E dot com slash best, B-E-S-T. As your friend, I promise you won't regret it. From the offices of Create and Cultivate, I'm Jacqueline Johnson, and this is Work Party, a podcast for working women that support each other's successes. In each episode, we bring in leading female powerhouses for career real talk and BS-free advice. Ready to create and cultivate the career of your dreams? Well, welcome to Work Party, the podcast. 
And so did you do fundraising or did you like borrow, like do like angel investors, borrow money from friends and family? Like how did that happen? So in order to get the business up and running, I borrowed, I mean, I didn't really have much of a savings because, you know, I spent my twenties in New York and it's impossible to save money there on a a very small salary. Um, So I borrowed some money from my family, um, Mm -hmm. not a ton, but enough to kind of place initial sample orders. And then I raised a small, small round, like $30,000 from friends, well, a friend and like some of his friends type of thing. Um, And then I joined an accelerator program and they wrote me a $50,000 check, which I then like immediately wired to Italy to buy my first batch of inventory. And then right after I launched and like immediately saw this product market fit and we were having sales and PR and like, it was very clear that I was onto something and that this was a brand that had some, you know, momentum. I raised a seed round um, about of about a million dollars. And since then I've raised a lot of money. I mean, 47 million over the course of many years. Oh, I knew you raised a lot of money, but I didn't know it was that much. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've raised a lot, like I've done quite a few rounds. Um, I basically was raising money every year until 2018. So, which is a very time consuming and, you know, know. we're going through that process over here with two brand, with my husband's brand and a brand that I'm starting. And I'm just like, it's a lot of work. It's also, a making a deck is crazy. I'm like, do I put like office supplies in this investor deck? <laughs> like, I know. I mean, <laughs> and honestly, it gets easier. Like, I think in some ways it's, it's, I found it's like, can be easy to raise in the beginning because you just find people that are so inspired by you as the founder and people that really believe in you and believe in the concept. And, you know, there's these early stage investors that, you know, want to find ideas and, Mm -hmm. you know, need to see a little momentum. And then as you get, you get later in the process, you've got a lot of numbers and you've got data and the numbers speak for themselves. And obviously you still need to sell the vision, but every kind of round and every stage is a totally different process and like different group of investors and and different needs too, as you're deciding like what you're going to do with the company. And so now obviously you have stores. How many stores do you have? We have 10 stores across the country and... I love the stores. I love the one in Silver Lake. I, it's so it, nice to touch stuff. Exactly. You know, <laughs> so it, we're nice. like, it's, everyone wants to touch and feel. I mean, obviously, like we have a, a lot of shoppers that are comfortable buying online, but there's still a customer today that like prefers to go into stores and touch products, especially in our category where like before all of these brands started emerging and people were more comfortable shopping online, like almost 90% of people were buying their, their sheets offline. So like I knew going into this, that retail had to be part of it. And today also, you know, if you're doing retail, right, retail is not just a place to buy things. It's a place to connect with your customers Mm -hmm. and tell the story. And, you know, it's, it's really experiential. I mean, I like say constantly that, you know, it's a relationship, like we're a relationship business first and the transaction is second. Like I want people to come to the stores and like feel what parachute means versus mm-hmm. like, and if they buy things, great. But like, that's what the store is really all about. Well, the Instagram feels that way too. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, home is such an inspirational and like aspirational category. I think Big people time. are looking for ideas and for inspiration. I mean, we see it constantly with people asking, you know, about all the different items that are styled in our pictures and in our catalogs, you know, that we send out, you know, we see people searching for like lamp fixture, like all of these things that we don't necessarily sell. And like, because they want that whole parachute aesthetic, um, which is exciting because it also means that we've got this permission to kind of continue to expand our I was about to say to go in those categories, right? Yeah. And that's, you know, one of the things that we really think about and how we listen to our customers. But yeah, I mean, the home, I think today, and especially right now is such an important part of people's lives and you're looking for this comfort. And I think, you know, because of social media, all of a sudden people started sharing these intimate parts of their home that normally work behind closed doors. So it was just Mm -hmm. a different experience. Yeah. I mean, my God, the amount of stuff I've bought for my house. Because this isn't changing yeah, for a long time. Beautiful. Oh, thank you. It's, you know, I grew up here and it was so um, like brown in 80s when I moved in. It took like two years and like eight junk trucks. And like, it's so beautiful. Though. David, I painted the whole downstairs. And there's so much that I still want to do. But, you know, everything is so expensive. And I also need to save up to buy the house. So I'm like, huh. But it's also, I think it's like, that's what's so fun about home is it's like this process that you can like layers and you like, as you live in a space, you get to know it, you know, and like, you know what it needs. And then that changes over time too. It's not like you're never done with your home. No. And I think it's really nice to sit on things for a while too. Even like the other day, my mom was like, wait, the cabinets should be stained. Like (laughs) (coughs) she's like, it matches the uh, the fireplace mantle, which is original. And I was like, yes, you're fucking right. Like, and now we're going to make like a good informed decision instead of doing something that's like trendy yeah, for the totally. house. That's like, well, and now. it's so like when you move into a new space, especially it's like, I feel like everyone's just like, I have to finish it now. And then you kind of rush into these mm-hmm. you know, ideas or trends or, you know, you, you just like, it's, you got to kind of get the feel and eventually it'll come to you too. And I think it's good to do like a lot of research. Like I've been looking at like old Masserias in Sicily and like old, like, you know, like South of France beach rentals. And I'm like, oh, like those are great. There's great ideas in there. Like old things that we had here that I'm using. Um, I love that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we like look for inspiration everywhere. Actually, our um, our fall collection right now is inspired by Italian opulence. That's the uh, thing at all. Um, but like, you know, parachute style. So like yeah. not over the top, but we like introduced velvet. So we've got this whole speckled collection that's inspired by terrazzo and like just like yeah. things like that. But you can just, I mean, there's so many places to look for inspiration. And I love, I love the idea of anything that's like bringing old world European vibes. It's just... Agree. Because I think everything right now when you look, especially the, with the way the houses are getting flipped in LA and like seeing, I'm like, wow, this all looks the same. Wait, so tell me about what your... Well, how many employees do you have right now? Um, we've got probably like around 120. So between retail and um, an HQ. So we've got about like 60 in our HQ. And where is that? In Venice? It's in Culver City. Oh, um, yeah. It's so how really, big is your like design team? It's small. That's actually one of the smallest teams. Good. Um, yeah. It's like really small. <laughs> um, design, sourcing and merchandising is like six people. I mean, it's tiny. It's a team that we're going to be growing for sure. Um, as we're expanding into other categories, um, we just need 
we need more help. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, our, our like head designer who's been with us for six years, I mean, she's amazing. And, you know, we've like slowly built out her team, but yeah, it's a small group. Yeah. And we design everything. Ores and Alps is a natural skincare company that was founded by two women with very outdoorsy husbands. The company was built to give active men and women the best possible skincare with the most powerful ingredients without the hassle or harmful ingredients or massive markup. Did you know that in the EU, there are over 1,300 banned ingredients in the skincare industry? And get this, in the US, the FDA has banned only 20. That's why Ores and Alps focuses on creating the most powerful skincare with the most powerful ingredients. They never use aluminum, alcohol, parabens, glycol, or sulfates, and they are cruelty-free. Ores and Alps offers a variety of great products, including aluminum-free natural deodorant, exfoliating charcoal face wash, which is the only face wash my husband will use, and a vitamin C serum, and much more. I also... I am obsessed, along with my mother, with the all-natural deodorant. Right now, you can receive 15% off your first order using the code PIA15. Whether you're shopping for yourself or getting a head start on your holiday shopping for others, Ores and Alps is a great option for natural skincare. What were your first hires? Um, my very first hire. So I made my first hire about three weeks after I launched. So I like was like definitely a team of myself one <laughs> like in the year leading up to launching and then mm-hmm. getting the business launched which means i was like packing boxes you know going in and out of my um storage unit like just doing everything the first hire i made was someone that was i mean i think it's really important to hire people that are just willing to kind of do whatever is needed you mm-hmm. know you have to be someone that's comfortable wearing many hats like I mean, we like joke and it's not even a joke, but like we all take out the trash. Like today we still all take out the trash. You know, it's not like no one is above doing the grunt work. Like we all have to do it. Um, But my first hire, so I'm very creative. I'm like, I love the product stuff. I like my background's more in marketing and advertising and brand. Like I love thinking about how to connect with the customer. I am like not into the numbers, not into the spreadsheets. Like I'm my first model, like pre-hiring anyone, I literally hired someone off of Craigslist (laughs) to help me build a financial model. No joke. So I hired someone who was very, um, who had like a finance background, who was also willing to like call and get our internet set up and deal with Mm -hmm. everything. So, and from there, then I like hired someone to help with inventory management because that was very clear. Like that needed to be something that we dialed in. Um, our first year we had, you know, it was a good problem to have, but we had a lot of inventory issues just to be like, could never keep up with demand. And, you know, when you're early on, it like feels like you're just like missing out all this opportunity. So, mm-hmm. and then I hired someone to kind of help with creative and, um, and marketing and, emails and you know it was a slow build the first year we finished the year with i think about eight people so you know it was kind of a it was definitely a small team for a while and then all of a sudden it just kept growing <laughs> but how crazy do you ever like walk in your office and go like holy shit i do i mean it's i miss our office so much right now but our office today is so beautiful and 
big. We have a photo <laughs> studio in our office space. Uh, and so there's just like, it's a dream, you know? I mean, there's so much creativity happening. We have so many beautiful props. Like everything is, there's just a lot of excitement and energy. And you realize working remotely, just like how much that fuels your own energy and, and mm-hmm. of like, and motivation. Like I just like crave that and I crave being around other people. But yeah, we have this like incredibly beautiful space that I hope we're back in very soon. But um, is anyone going in there right now or you guys are just Yeah, I mean we're we're still using our photo studio. I mean it's a you know a smaller kind of crew that is back there. And we have a few people that pop in and out. I try to go like a few times a month mm-hmm. just because I miss it. And like again, like I just I need to get out of the house and be with people. But um yeah, I mean moving into that space, I mean that was like a very much like wow we've we've grown up. You know, we're like in this 17,000 square foot, beautiful office that just feels like our home. Mm -hmm. That's so cool. How do you balance, very typical question, but very curious, uh, like being pregnant and having a child and running the company? Like, what are the boundaries you put up? Like, how does that logistically work? Yeah, I mean, it's funny when I was pregnant with my daughter, the question that I was asked most the entire time was like, what are you going to do for maternity leave? Like, how are you going to manage? And my answer was always like, I don't know, like, I'm going to figure it out. You know, I just like, couldn't wrap my head around like parachute is my first baby and that will always be. And I, you know, when I decided to start this business, I knew what that meant from like, in terms of sacrifice and, you know, prioritization and like what I was getting myself into. And I was like, excited about that. So I think for me, like, you know, there's just, you like hear people talk about mom guilt and like all of the stuff. And I just like decided very early on that, like that was bullshit. And I was just like, not going to let myself go there. And that, you know, like my mom still works. Like I want to set that example for my daughter. And so I try, I don't always succeed, but what I try to do is like, when I'm at the office, I'm at the office. Like I, you know, I'm not, trying to like parent from the office or like, you know, like when I'm working, like that's what I'm doing. Um, and when I'm home with my daughter, like I'm with her, you know, and I try to just kind of separate those things as much as possible. Again, it doesn't always work, but I also realize that like 20 minutes of serious quality time for my daughter is so much more valuable for her than like two hours of me sending slacks and emails Mm -hmm. and like, being distracted. Like she picks up on that, you know, even as a little toddler, like she knows when I'm focused and she wants my attention, you know? So I think just like being aware of how you can be more present, no matter what you're doing has been really helpful for me. And, you know, I try not to like, you know, when we were in the office, like I try not to bring my phone into meetings because, you know, I might get a text from my name. Like, you know, if, if there's an emergency, mm-hmm. people know how to find me, but like, I try to just be present and like, not let myself get distracted. But yeah. I think that's great advice because no matter what industry you're in now, everyone is, I mean, we live in America, so we're overworked. Totally. And I do think that that's always what my husband says too. He's like, just focus on whatever you're doing while you're doing it. Don't try to yeah, do too many I things like at one at time. At least for me, like I can get what I can get done in like an hour versus when I'm like, I know I'm focused versus like, you know, two or three. Like, it's just like, if I just focus and like I'm present, <laughs> then I can actually do good work. But like, you know, and it's hard now because I'm home and like, you know, she, when my daughter comes home, she like from the park, she wants to say hi and it's sweet, but like it's distracting, you know, I have, and it's mm-hmm. so, you know, there, it's always kind of a 
a little bit of a negotiation, but you know, I am proud to be working hard and building a business and, you know, and I get to like bring my daughter to our store in Venice and we like, and watch her run around. Like it literally brings tears to my eyes. Like Mm. I'm so proud that she gets to see something that I built. And, um, you know, I want her to be proud of me and know that working hard is what's like, that's what's up, you know, like it's Mm -hmm. it's cool. Absolutely. Hard and to build something and to be proud of what you do. It'll be funny the day that she realized. I'm sure she kind of does now, but like doesn't obviously can't fully yeah. grasp it. But it'll be funny the day that she's like, wow, like you did this. Yeah. Like yeah. When you can look at your mom as like not a mom, as like another, like a human who like does stuff outside of you. Yeah. And I mean, you know, like I always said that, you know, like I want to build a brand that like my grandkids use, you know, like I think, you know, like I think about my goals and like what I, what I want to see parachute as in the future, like you know, so many brands, especially today are like, you know, in and out and they, you know, it's just like, whatever, you know, there's just like, you see so many things come and go. And like, you know, my perspective on building like a healthy business has always been to like focus on being a real brand and like building a healthy business that doesn't cut corners or do, you know, mm-hmm. get things and like really building relationships with our customers so that people want to keep shopping with Parachute, you know, and they want to keep coming back and you know that's what's gonna set us apart and like that's that's what well, when you lock someone in especially like with sheets like it, when I was on your site the other day I was like oh my god they're like like now I need the curtains well then I'm gonna need the towels well then yeah. I need that bath mat <laughs> it was just like <laughs> yeah no I know exactly well it's just like and that's you know what we're trying to build is this like you know where we can be in all of your home and we can really kind of touch and, you know, all these different aspects and moments and it's the little things. Um, but like they go so far and, oh my gosh, I also just hung up all the window treatments. We moved a few weeks ago and I mean, good window treatments. I saw that you even had like the really beautiful, what do you call them? The rods. I know they're only see them but they're they're gorgeous like i There's, it's so hard to find pretty affordable rods i always just get like shitty fake ones on amazon and i was like wow yeah, these are really yours are really, beautiful i know they're really simple and elegant and just like this black i don't know i i love them but that was one of the first things that we did when we moved into this new place and we're just renting so like there's limitations in terms of what we can do here but like in terms of like things that make a big difference like hanging up curtains hanging them up high, like mm-hmm. making them feel bigger. Like it's just, ugh. it's, it's like so nice. Picture. How nice is it to like make your own rental feel like so homey with your own it's, products? I mean, I, when we were moving in and doing a walkthrough, I was like, so by the way, like we're going to be swapping out a lot of things. <laughs> it's like, whatever. <laughs> uh, yeah. I would do that to all my, my, my rental in Venice. I could like completely change all the light fixtures. I was like, you can keep them after I move. It'll I be know. easier for you to rent the place. Totally. That's what I said. I was like, I'm going to make this place so beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) And you're welcome. And I'm not (laughs) paying the first month's rent. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Today, we're spicing it up a bit. As you know, I'm a huge fan of Woo More Play, specifically their coconut love oil. And so I'm super excited to tell you about their new product launch called Woo Vibes, a clitoral vibrator and chic travel case for better sex on the go. I want to be very clear about this. This is not your run-of-the-mill 
back alley sex store type of vibrator. I've posted it many times on my Instagram, but Vibes is cute with white and gold rose tones and a special travel case designed to keep your toy clean and discreet for after play. It is a heart-shaped handle and is the perfect accessory for solo or partner play. Do not knock it until you've tried it. Bringing Vibes in the bedroom with a significant other is a game changer. It has five functions. So basically there's five different rhythms to play with until you find your perfect vibe. It's made with premium silicone and designed for clitoral stimulation. So love oil and vibes are basically best friends. When you're done playing, just unwrap one of Wu's freshy towelettes and wipe down your vibes and then store it back in its travel case. So easy and no one will know what you've been up to, but Wu. Vibes is the only vibrator on the market with a super chic travel case that looks good on any vanity and blends into your beauty shelf. So no more secret sex toys in your sock drawer. When the whole package is chic and discreet, you can take vibes anywhere. Cabo, best friend's wedding, in the shower. It's up to you. Whatever is your vibe. Head over to Woo More Play and use code BEST for 20% off your order of Woo Vibes today. That's 20% off with code BEST. Trust me, you'll keep coming back for more. So where do you see, what are your like hopes and dreams for Parachute in the next few years? I mean, you know, we've got big, big, huge aspirations for the brand. I mean, I always say that we're just like, it's like we're dreaming bigger and bigger. And it's crazy that six and a half years in, I like feel like we're just getting started. Like mm-hmm. I feel like we've spent the past six and a half years, you know, building this strong foundation, you know, getting connected to our customers, figuring out our supply chain, doing all the kind of real tactical things. And now we've established ourselves and like, we can have fun and we can really build, but you know, parachute, like, I mean, we're known for our comfort and our quality and you know, that's certainly not going to change. I mean, we're so like meticulous about our design and the details and who we work with from, you know, with all of our products, but we're going to do more. I mean, more in the categories that we're already in and then, you know, introducing new categories, um, which we're super excited about and more stores. I mean, you know, we want to, we want to really be where our customers are. And we're also spending a lot of time investing in technology now, which is really exciting and fun and things that are, you know, very much like behind the scenes. We launched like a virtual styling consultation program. That's been really great, which kind of gets, that retail, like in-person experience online. And, you know, we're thinking a lot about personalization and recommendations, just like how to keep improving the customer experience Mm -hmm. in a way that feels authentic. Like there's so many, again, like kind of like gimmicky ways that you see brands do this. And we always like, we kind of move slower and say like, what's the parachute way, you know, and how can we make this feel uniquely parachute and, and really special. So so yeah. cool. I'm so excited. More. I mean, a lot more. Just more all the time. For everyone listening, if they are going to buy a sheet set, what's your recommendation? Okay. So I don't just have one. I mean, <laughs> like percale is kind of the, like bread and butter. That's where we started. But, you know, linen is the fabric that we've really become known for. I think our mm-hmm. linen is truly the best in the market. And so if you are a linen fan or like want to get into linen, like it is, we are the right brand to like give it a go. Um, but then you also have the most affordable linen. 
It's very affordable. Linen's really expensive. Expensive. It's really, and it's expensive because not just of the raw materials, but the manufacturing process. They have to like really, there's a lot of work that goes into cleaning out the impurities of the fibers and it's flax. It's a different weaving process, like, which, you know, if you like to geek out over how linen's made, we've got a great blog article. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But we also have this like really great fabric called brush cotton, which is just like buttery and soft, but still crisp. I mean, there's a lot. I'm sleeping right now with uh, percale um, in our cream color and um, a linen duvet cover. That's what I have too. Yeah. Which I just like, I like mixing those two textures. Like well, I'm, we're getting into fall. I like to sleep on something yummier than linen, but I always have a linen duvet cover. Yeah. Um, I just actually ordered, we've got this new kind of like honeycomb duvet cover that I'm really excited to to swap out that's like black and um, kind of heathered, but really beautiful. And I feel like will be a nice, you know, darker, cozier transition. The throw blankets for on top of the bed are so beautiful too. I was like, that's an amazing way to instantly make your room feel like fall or winter or cozy without having to buy new sheets. I mean, that's one of the things that we've seen with our customers and kind of how we design is that, you know, we've seen that people all of a sudden are shopping much more seasonally. Like they really Mm -hmm. do want to transition from summer to fall and even winter and then like back into spring. And, you know, you kind of peel off the layers and then you want to add more coziness. And, um, a lot of people associate kind of darker, warmer colors in the, in the fall and winter, because they just feel more rich and, um, and cozy. Yeah. I mean, we, everything, the way that we design, everything is designed to mix and match. And then we introduce these seasonal items that are you know, really good kind of additions and toppers and things like that. But we, yeah, we are really, we always like take a step back and make sure that everything is, it's like, it's all very versatile. And that's also like how, like that way you can keep reusing items. Like you're not, it's all very textural. It's not like you're Mm -hmm. like buying into this like very bold print look that like, you know, a year later, you're like, why did I buy this? Like, it's too much. Yeah. Nothing on your site ever looks like that. It looks like, oh, I'll have this for... Yeah. It's very like, it's very gender neutral. It's very just neutral. Like, again, we like, we go hard in the textures and like the, like the fabrics and versus like any sort of bold prints. All, it I all just, looks really elegant. Thank you. Yeah. Of course. Well, thank you so much for coming on. My pleasure. It's so nice to talk to you. I've been like dying to know like the genesis of like, because it is now just like a household name. What you sought out did happen. It is like, where do you buy sheets? And there isn't, it's just like a household name now. Like, oh, parachute. You know, it's like... My, that house that I slept in, it was my girlfriend bought this like new beautiful house and all her rooms. It was just like, oh yeah, every there's parachute in every room. Well, I just like, you know, hearing that never gets old. And I really appreciate <laughs> that because that's, you know, absolutely what keeps me inspired. Like it's, it never feels like, oh yeah, no, obviously that's what we do. It's like, I'm like, really people still, you know, people love it. Like people are using it. It's so rewarding to have, to know that people are enjoying our products and that we're, able to provide comfort. And every time I hear that, it's still like a pinch me moment. So thanks. Well, it's weird when you're like putting things on the internet and like someone's buying it. It's not that you're not, you know, it's not this like physical transactional thing. You see the numbers, but the stories aren't there necessarily until you like see someone or like look on Instagram and all that. So I do understand that feeling. 
Yeah. I mean, and I like, I feel like I meet people and I'm like, oh yeah, I like started this company parachute. And they're like, oh my God, I love parachute. I'm like, you do? Like, <laughs> what? Cool. <laughs> That's so exciting. I feel uh, that way about the podcast. They're like, oh, I listen to your podcast. I'm like, really? Like you spend your time listening to the podcast because it's just this thing I put out in the world, but you yeah, don't. Like, well, yeah. You yeah. know, you're putting it out there, but you don't like see it happening. So it's just yeah. this like odd moment. I can't imagine. And also like sheets are so intimate. So I can't imagine like the glory that you must feel being like, you choose to like have your dreams on my sheets. I get a lot of like, I sleep with you every night, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> like, I've never heard that one before. <laughs> a little sheet industry joke for you. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Welcome back to the program. Wow. What an intro. (laughs) (laughs) Good evening, everyone. I love that regardless of what time of day, it's always good evening. Afternoon. That's how it is. Is that? We don't say buon pomeriggio or good afternoon. So afternoon technically is evening for the Galateo. But it could be the morning for some people. So, buongiorno, buonasera. I was really trying to avoid ciao guys or hi guys. (laughs) (laughs) Ciao ragazzi. (laughs) Yeah, hello hello everyone. I think that's the best. It's okay. If you hear some slight noise, as per usual, we got Chichi Baroncini in the building because he is too... Okay, we heard it. He's too attached to sit outside the door. (laughs) Okay, the subject of this email is this shit is intense. (laughs) Sounds sounds pretty (laughs) appealing. I hope you had an espresso. Actually, I know you did because you left the fucking cup next to my sink. (laughs) Sorry about that. I tend to forget about them. They're all over the house. It's okay. It's cute. I like it. Could be worse. Could be way worse. Okay. I have been dating a man off and on for about seven years. A few years back, we were very close to getting serious. And so I asked him. (laughs) After six years, they were about to get serious. No, a few years back. A few years back. Yeah. You had to to listen a little. Sorry. Sorry, That's okay. Uh, So a few years back. So this could be about after four years of dating. Thank you for specifying. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I asked him what our next step should be. We were spending time with each other's families, but started getting distant. He immediately shut me down and said, if he's going to be serious with someone then he wants to have kids, which I'm interested in, but obviously want a healthy relationship and maybe a ring. Maybe I'm crazy. I don't know. So we stopped dating and fell apart for a while. We recently started back up again during COVID. But shockingly, I was informed from a mutual friend in confidence that he has had a girlfriend the entire time who almost died in the ICU six months ago from liver failure. All during that time, I was seeing him. What? I didn't. I mean, the title, I think, doesn't give justice. (laughs) I feel disgusted and betrayed by not only by a man I've been dating but someone I consider to be a friend. Also, I'm a girl's girl and feel pretty terrible for this woman he's been doing this to. Do I call him out or ghost him forever? I don't really know where to approach this. I will let it go first. I depend on you. 
Okay. I think that I don't think you should ghost him. I think you should say that, you know, I think you should, I think you should call him or, and say like, are you like, not like, but just call him and be like, you're fully dating someone who is sick and depends on you. Because also, because also here's the thing is maybe I'm just going to be someone who's trying to play devil's advocate here. And maybe what he's going through with this other woman is really hard for him and he needs comfort because he maybe he's spending a lot of his time comforting her. I cannot believe I'm saying that, but something just came. I am surprised. Uh, I know. By your <laughs> I don't know. What wow. I, something from <laughs> a Thursday afternoon. <laughs> something from heaven just told me to say that. That was wow. beyond wow. me. Well, because all well, I see I every enough of that consideration about well, maybe if you shut the fuck <laughs> up sometimes. <laughs> and there we go. Because <laughs> um, you're so nice to me all the time. But getting back to your actual question, I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't ghost him. I would find a graceful, elegant way to confront him. And like I was saying before, I would almost be like, "I know you're breathing into the mic." <laughs> I would be like. I know that you are seeing someone and I really am shocked. Like, are you okay? Are you mentally okay that this is, that this is happening? And and then just be like, yeah, I absolutely cannot talk to you anymore. Oh, I'm also really sorry that you spent so much time with this person in your life. And that's how you have to close that chapter. You know, I was reading something that made so much sense to me. That is that if I lose something, it means that... It was never yours. Yeah, it wasn't supposed to be in my life probably since the beginning. So I agree with the, as crazy as that could sound, for sure, men and women, I think, it's very important like having a comfort zone and it's very important having somebody or someone that allow us to create a safe spot, a safe space. But that's what partners are for. Um, so without going too, too much of, uh, without romancing this too much or without too, I, I would be less diplomatic to be honest with you. Yeah. And, yeah, no, and, that makes sense. Just I'm not talking or to I will just move forward then I don't think an actual ghosting like does anything no, no I, I mean ultimately I think you should say something. I believe that a no answer is an answer when I don't express myself about something you have to tell gotta, him that you know that he's seeing gotta, someone oh, okay you have emotionally to. <laughs> you have to do that but I'm really trying to to give it a different perspective and saying listen if I am what I am I mostly know. And I don't need somebody to necessarily remind me. So silent is an answer. And a no answer is an answer. It's a strong one. And I will personally, if you feel emotions, then I will act like you said. Go for it. Yell at him. She's disappointed. Curse, that's just, she also considered him name. a friend. But um, No, I don't think you need to do all that. I think you should say if you, something. If you don't, need, the, if you don't need to do so, I will just... Let the let the guy 
let the guy feel better about himself in a more sharp way. This is what I would personally do. Because there is nothing you can compare to that. I can tell you to balance it. Like I can, I can call you all the name, but honestly, that I is know, a pretty fucked up I know, because when we used to break up, up and you would ignore me, it was more than one. Yeah, and then I would call you and then I would let you tell me all the bad thing you wanted to tell me. <laughs> if you remember, say, okay, go on. And, and and then it's like, you know, if you got to get out of your system, do it. But. All right. Final answer. I think you should. I, I think, think you, you should, should move on. No, I no. Think you should just I'm summing up our guy. answers. My final answer is that yeah. I think that you should sharply tell him you know what's going on in an emotionless, strong, powerful, Which is badass, graceful way. Very hard to do. Davide's final answer is, uh, is ghost. But ghost. It's, it's reductive, but yeah, it's a coolly ghosting. Yeah. Yeah. In a cool way. Well, go, uh, go swaggly ghosting ghost someone <laughs> is ghosting someone. There's no like way to do you just stop responding to the person. Chi Chi, how would you ghost him? Good answer, Poo Poo Bear. Okay, next question. Hello, Pia and Davide. Hello. Greetings from sunny Florida. I, I love Florida. I love Florida. Did you see that meme? I was actually very offended by it, but I also think it's funny that said, if you had to sacrifice one state to COVID, what would it be? And why did you why pick did Florida? You <laughs> I love Florida. I would live in Florida in a heartbeat. I had a great time. Would you rather live in Miami or Palm Beach with me? Listen, in Miami, Miami is pretty... <laughs> Yeah, it's actually, challenge. Every, <laughs> Miami, every night you are wondering, why am I going to sleep? And every morning you go to work, you're like, why am I going to work? It's like, it's a hard place to have a normal life. Yeah, you're right. It's a fantastic place for vacation. I would just lock you up. <laughs> You'd have to be locked up. No, on Miami is hard. Palm Beach is more residential. It's more <laughs> married with a dog. And yeah, it's okay. more of that frame. Good answer, honey. Thanks. My fiance and I are getting married in 10 days. Congratulations. Congrats. Congrats. We are thrilled and absolutely cannot wait. Naturally, one has expectations of what married life is like. (laughs) 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 What advice would you both give as newlyweds? What should we be prepared for? And what was a learning curve, so to speak, since marrying? Love you guys. Thank you for considering my question. My wife will... Probably answer to you that the day after sucked. Oh my god! <laughs> the day, <laughs> the day after. So we got married here on a Saturday, and then Sunday was Davide's birthday, and we had like you know our post wedding party. And then like I woke up Monday morning to like a man yelling up at my window, going, "You might want to close your window. We're taking the shitters out. It might spill in the driveway." <laughs> It was tough. It was tough there. Um, Everyone was gone. Yeah, cleaning. Uh, we had a bunch of tables and chairs. Sitting uh, on I, um, joking aside, I think those ten days we might feel like the ten days before Christmas. You know, like I remember that I was nervous. I was excited. She's asking about afterwards. Though. Looking for so. No, I'm trying to say enjoy those. Yeah, days. oh yeah, yeah. Um, and enjoy the actual day because that's probably one of the happiest 
We did not such a good job day of my life. Enjoying our wedding. Day. Well, totally. mine was kind of a shit show. But we did a really yeah. good job. Like you looked like you had the best day ever. What about what? you? You look pretty happy as well. When I woke up hungover, tried to cancel like same the wedding. I was crawling out of bed and she looked at me and said, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm getting out of bed. I was not functional. We both had an IV. Uh, <laughs> it was great. Okay, getting back great. to your question. The day after sucks and... No, just in terms of being like a newlywed. I mean, like the first year I think is pretty blissful. You're still really excited and and then also the reality of lots of stuff, you know, it's really weird because we, it's like you're single and then the whole time you're single, you're like, I want to sleep with someone or I want to date someone or I want to marry. And then you want to marry someone. And so you're like searching to find this person. And then I want to get engaged. And then you get engaged and that's exciting. And then it's you exhausting. get married. And then you're like, and then, and then I want a kid. And then, and then you get fucking married. Like a and it's house. like, we should move it in a bigger place. Yeah. And we got to lease a bigger car and, and you can't have a sport car no more. And, and what about the dog? What about the dog? You can't have another dog. <laughs> we should, should we keep a cat? Or like, It's exhausting. <laughs> but I think, I have to be honest, and I'm not trying to be, again, dramatic. I think it's a mental thing. I felt, I didn't really feel the before and after. I didn't either. Like, I think once you, we also once, had a you crazy do, year. once you take that decision, it's not the yes, I do that really change anything. It just smoothly happened. And I'll tell you, in you know, what like, you consider intimacy changes. What I used to consider intimacy is shit that you would do in my body I didn't know could be done. Okay. We should not go, by the way. <laughs> that, that used, deep. That used <laughs> to be intimacy. And then now intimacy is like you putting your hand on my stomach when I'm gassy. <laughs> and okay. me feeling comfort deep, in that. It's true. No, like it, it, it just it's, changed. There's, it's I feel so safe with you. It's a difference. It's a in different our home, feeling. if I feel sick, yeah. I want you to comfort me. If I have a work problem, I want you to comfort me. It, in a sense, it's more fulfilling. Would you agree with me? Like one hundred percent. It really, it really gives you some some balance, and and you feel that your feet are like. Uh, it it is safer. I agree with you. It is, it is. I think we also arrive, and it, we we said this multiple times, several times. Sorry, I think we arrived at our wedding that that we were like pretty pretty happy with what we accomplished professionally, and 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 we were also satisfied about our, you know personally. I would say you know, we 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 had we both. You know, a lot of experience, a lot of being around, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of life. Yeah. So there wasn't this like, so, that's a no. great way to get married. I, so I don't know. Is there like a learning curve? No, I think that every relationship is really different. I agree. I think it's, I think it is really good to remember, to try to, this is like, con this is trigger warning. This is controversial. Yes, you should be able to do and wear and be whoever you want to be. Yes, I've obviously gained weight since we've gotten married. Like, yes, I wear baggy shirts sometimes and have a mask on and, I you mean, know, things. That's physiological. But, but, but I'm saying it is, and we, you and I have had this discussion, like, it is nice to always remember to, like, you know, do nice things for your partner. 
don't like it. don't start taking things but, for but granted like it, we're married now but it if doesn't you think matter. about it i think if you are if you are looking at the scenario like personally evolving it is an it is an interesting process and is actually think about being all life like the single person that just go out and party it would be you know what i mean like i see those 50 years that like all people that still feel like they feel young and they go out and they dress inappropriately <laughs> and they drive an appropriate car and they act inappropriately. Like I think evolving is uh, it, in, in the human being that we will be, it is a beautiful process mm -hmm. and doing it with the right partner. It's it's just the it, it's probably the, it's the most beautiful thing that can happen. You know what I always no, think like, of in terms of like, because you get, it's like, oh, we're married now and then we're going to have kids and like, that's life. But I always think about, I've thought about this since the day I saw the movie. Remember at the beginning of Blow when he's like, I'm getting out of the game and he like wants to movie. marry that beautiful girl yeah. and he's like, this is it. This is how the rest of my life is going to look. Like you, that's like my biggest advice about anything to anyone forever and to myself is like, Watching the movie. It's <laughs> <laughs> always watch below. But no matter what, no matter what point in your life where you're like, ah, this is it. Like we're married and we have our house and we have our dog. And like, we just have to like maintain and like live forever. Like you have no clue what can happen to your life. You have no clue the illness, no. the death, sorry, the financial struggles that might happen, the loss of intimacy, COVID. the loss of connection, COVID, like you have no clue the things that you will have to go through as a couple. And like, those are the moments that, that define a couple. Those are the moments totally. where you say we're growing apart or we grow together and you can't, there's no training for that. There's no. no. And, and, and also approaching, approaching at those steps saying like, oh, now we need kids and now we get married and I got a station way about I think leave it. The suggestion I would give it to you is just to leave and to enjoy whatever feels good at the time, whatever makes you feel that that's the right decision, you know? And, and if it is uh, having a person next to you and, you know, like sharing with that person what do you think in life matter? Because ultimately I think that, that, that that's what it is. I think it's a, again, I think it's a beautiful way to evolve and to grow. And it's a beautiful process. On that note. I'm excited for you. Yeah, we're excited for you. Um, on that note, thank you, Davide. This has thank been you. a pleasure. It is always a pleasure. Um, our sheets are dry in the dryer. If you want That's to help right. me make the bed. I just heard that. Just <laughs> 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 the hour dryer. Sounds like that. Love you. Have a good one, Race. Love you. Love you. Love you. Ciao, Fata. <laughs>And that, ladies and gentlemen, concludes this week's episode of Everything is the Best. I hope you enjoyed it. Please rate, review, subscribe, all that stuff. Maybe leave a comment. But remember, shitty comments are for shitty people. Go ahead and follow me on Instagram at Pia Barangini. And I hope you have a fabulous, fabulous rest of your day. Love you. Ciao.